Hi, I'm Sister Justine. I'm a loving, devoted follower of Jesus who teaches at the local Catholic school. And Sister Justine has plenty of stories about saints, which she shares with the children to help them in their everyday lives. Relax and listen as we bring you Sister Justine's Saint Tales. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, everyone. Hey, are you really wearing glasses? Yeah. My parents said I was struggling to read books and see things, so they took me to the eye doctor. And sure enough, the doctor said I need them. So you've got four eyes now. That's not very nice. Four eyes, four eyes. Stop that. You're hurting my feelings. Good morning, children. Good morning, morning, Sister Sister Justine. Gosh, you don't look happy. What's wrong? I just got these glasses, and I'm being called four eyes. Now, class, that's not a nice thing to say. I think those glasses look great on you. Thank you, sister. They do, and you're not the only person who wears glasses. I sometimes need to wear them, too. Really? Oh, yes. I need them when I'm reading or driving a car. More people need glasses than you think. And that gives me a great idea for the saint I'll tell you about today, St. Lucy, the patron saint of eyesight, and those enduring eye-related health issues, such as blindness. St. Lucy was born about 280 years after Jesus walked the earth. Hi there. I was known as Lucia when I was a child, but you can call me Lucy. She was born in a town called Syracuse. Not the one in New York State. (laughs) No, no. Lucy was born in the town of Syracuse on the island of Sicily, which is now a part of Italy. Lucy was born into a wealthy family. Yes, they were quite rich and lived comfortably. But Lucy's father died when she was just five years old. Yes, that was so sad. But Lucy, as she grew up, chose to dedicate her life to God. And I hoped that I would be able to give our wealth away, little by little, to poor people living in my neighborhood who needed it. But Lucy's mother, well, she loved her daughter and loved God, but she had different ideas and plans. You see, Lucy's mother suffered from an illness that made her feel sick quite frequently. So she thought it would be a good idea to arrange her daughter's marriage to a young man who was part of another wealthy family. My mother meant well, but there was only one person I wanted to be married to, and that was God. But this boy wouldn't leave me alone. And Lucy's mother was unaware of her daughter's commitment to God, and of her dreams of eventually donating their own wealth to the poor. I was able to delay the marriage to my would-be husband for a while. In the meantime, I convinced my mother to travel on a pilgrimage to the town of Catania. That's where a shrine was built in honor of St. Agatha. She also loved God, but was persecuted and put to death for it about 50 years earlier. I thought we could go to the shrine and pray for the intercession of St. Agatha, asking her to ask God to help heal my mother from her illness. During their trip to Catania, Lucy had a dream. It was St. Agatha herself. She told me that because of my faith in God, my mother's illness would be cured. Because my mother saw God's healing power to make her feel better, I was able to convince her to give away some of our wealth to the poor, which is what I wanted to do all along. And that's just what they did. Lucy knows that no matter how much money you have, you can't take it with you after you die. But I explained to my mother that while we could certainly give it away upon our deaths, it would be better to give it away now and give ourselves to our true Savior. But there was just one problem. The rich young man whom Lucy's mother arranged to marry her daughter still wanted to go through with the wedding. And he soon learned about how Lucy was giving away her wealth. He didn't take that very well. In fact, he got so angry about it that he went to the local Roman governor...
And he said to the governor, Hey, Lucy's just giving away money to the poor. Looks to me like she's a Christian. What? This was a period in history when the Roman Empire still controlled much of Europe and lands all along the Mediterranean Sea. There were two emperors sharing power at that time, Diocletian and Maximian. Diocletian still worshipped the Roman gods. He didn't like Christians. And I, Pascasius, the local governor in Sicily, had the job of enforcing the emperor's will. And I wasn't going to stand for some girl giving away all the money that was supposed to go toward her marriage to this poor rich boy. Bring her to me now. The governor decided I should be punished in a mean, nasty way. His first idea was to go make me live in a place called a brothel, a place where women are made to do very sinful things with men who pay for the opportunity to do so. This was not a place to be for anyone who devotes themselves to God. Just you wait. When we're through with you, you'll be sinful, and your God will want nothing to do with you. But Lucy had luck on her side. With a little help from God, the guards who were brought in to take her away couldn't move her. Really, guys? You can't lift her? Really? Why don't you bring in an ox to move her? And that's exactly what they tried. They tied me up to be dragged away, but even the ox couldn't move me. Are you kidding me? You mean to tell me even an ox cannot move this girl? Oh, very well. I've got another idea. That idea was to tie up Lucy to a stake and burn her alive. But once again, their plan failed. Guys, seriously, it's wood. How can you not light it on fire? No matter how much they tried, they just couldn't get the fire started. Right. It's time to put this to an end. Soldiers, draw your swords. Any last words, Miss Lucia? Actually, yes. Through the will of God, I have seen your future. Diocletian and Maximian will be out of power very soon, and you will face your own punishment for your corrupt, cruel behavior. Why the nerve of you? That does it. Soldiers, do your worst. Before the soldiers put Lucy to death, her eyes were plucked out. Oh, poor St. Lucy. Scholars who study the saints more closely have different ideas about how and why she lost her eyes. Some believe the soldiers plucked them out by order of the governor. Others think she may have removed them herself to discourage someone who greatly admired them. Either way, that sounds terrible. As much as it hurt, Lucy accepted this as part of her dedication to God. She remained faithful to God right up to the moment of her death. That's so sad. While Lucy suffered and died, she's rewarded with eternal life in heaven. Oh, and something interesting happened to her on the way to heaven. When her family was preparing her body for burial, they discovered that, miraculously, her eyes were restored. Whoa, cool. Today, St. Lucy is the patron saint of eyesight and of those enduring eye disorders. If you ever have need to pray to God for help with your eyes, you should think about asking St. Lucy for her intercession. Thank you, Sister Justine. I think I'll ask her for intercession tonight when I pray before going to bed. Great idea. Here's a prayer to St. Lucy. It goes like this. St. Lucy, whose beautiful name signifies light, by the light of faith which God bestowed upon you, Increase and preserve his light in my soul, so that I may avoid evil and be zealous in the performance of good works, 
and abhorred nothing so much as the blindness and the darkness of evil and sin. Obtain for me, by your intercession with God, perfect vision for my bodily eyes and the grace to use them for God's greater honor and glory and the salvation of souls. Saint Lucy, virgin and martyr, hear my prayers and obtain my petitions. Amen. Hey, I'm sorry I made fun of you for your glasses. Yeah, me too. Sister's right. They look good on you. Thanks. I appreciate that. Well, it's time for your classes to begin. Get to your classroom. Don't be late. Right away, sister. Are you okay? Yeah, I thought that doorway was farther away than it really was. Gee, maybe I could use some glasses, too. (laughs) (laughs) You've been listening to Sister Justine's Saint Tales, created and distributed by the Communications Department of the Roman Catholic Diocese of Buffalo. The voice talents you heard are Melissa Cumming as Sister Justine, Nora, Connor, and Madeline as the students, Josie Bannis as St. Lucy, and I'm Michael Mrosiak. I was the voice of the governor. I'm also the creator, writer, and producer of this series. Special thanks to Notre Dame Academy in Buffalo for production assistance, and to Samuel Francis Johnson and Pixabay for use of the prayer theme. Thanks to you for listening, and be sure to come back for more of Sister Justine's Saint Tales.